Warriors, welcome to The Nation, where we are desperately trying to get rid uh, of the old name and potential lawsuits and figure out who we are now. Yeah. Is that an okay intro, Kenan? Do you like that? I like it. Uh, I mean, you you didn't practice that either. That's I just didn't. That was just off the cuff. First, first go that at it. literally is off the I'm cuff, here man. For it. I like it. Usually, we're sitting down here with, with an athlete, and we are sitting down here with an athlete. I, I want you all to know that this man is an athlete. And I'm not talking about Keenan Ward. I'm talking about a legend, a Texas Tech legend. When when you think of Texas Tech and you hear this voice, the two just go together. You see the face, you know some some good analytics, some good something. I, my day is going to be fulfilled with Texas Tech information because of our guest. All the way back to 2005, if I have that correct. Going back to 2005. Something like that. That's spot on. You like that? I did my research beforehand. I'm talking about the living legend. Give it up for Chris Level. Let's go. Wow. What's up, Level? Yeah, how are we doing? Doing good, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I have a face for radio, so there we go. So that's why. Yeah, no, I I appreciate you having me on, man. This is this is fun. You guys got quite the setup here. It's impressive. Well, we we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it. We're uh, we're we're trying to keep up. We're trying to do some good stuff. We are excited to have you. I mean, literally, this is like I have listened to you for almost two decades now. Makes me feel old. Getting old, brother. Yeah, I've known Keenan for. Geez, a long time, a and it hasn't been that long. That's I know, what's crazy. Right? But it feels damn good to be on the other side. There's been, <laughs> there's been times when Levels asking me questions. I'm like, no, let me ask you a question. Dude, Tell me how you feel about the question so, you're asking so me. So has Chris ever asked you a question back to your playing days that you were like, dude, I don't want to freaking answer this yeah. right now? There's been times like, Chris, we just got to run that one back because I did not <laughs> like what I said. Let's just start it over. And we always did. Yeah, we yeah, did. On those things. We did. Yeah, the water's warm yeah. whenever I'm dealing with you guys. He's the best. No, he is yeah. the best. But it, it feels good to be on the other side sometimes yeah. for sure. Chris, really, thank you for coming in today. This is going to be fun. We we know your time is precious. I have so many things I want to talk to you about okay. and, and ask you about. Going all the way back to 2005 when you and Gio started your first show, right? Yeah, I was... Uh, Gio and I were doing a guest spot on the Jack Dale show. The like, Jack Dale yeah. show. That's so we really were, throwing it back yeah, right there. We were, we were filling in one day, and uh, after we were done, we kind of got some calls after that. It was like, hey, do you guys want to do this? And so the folks at Raymar Communications, they put us on the radio for one hour on a news talk station. And it was uh, it, our first show was the Friday right before we, pay, we played the Longhorns. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and Let's Le- throw those horns down. Mike Leach and Emily Jones were our very first guests. That that's, Bro, that's that an excellent crazy. guest right there. Yeah. Those yeah. Are excellent right. guests. So, and that's I dope. thought an hour felt like an eternity. Like, <laughs> yeah. How am I gonna <laughs> sit how, up here and talk for, for an, an hour. hour? Yes, and make it interesting. Uh, but uh, no, we've been, and I, as you know, I've just recently kind of stepped away from that. But it went from one hour and then different lunchtime and then the afternoon, and you're doing three or three and a half every day. And yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a ride for sure. There's something soothing about now. Y'all don't get to hear it in here like I do, but hearing Chris, your voice is—it's just like Man. it feels like home. It brings you home. It well, does. I, it I really does. I don't sound like John Harris or <laughs> Jeff Haxton or all, but I, I try. I mean, you know, again, I'm. I'm it's been fun to do what I do and yep. and grow into this and be allowed to grow into it and do different things because I mean, I, I guess really the first the first break I got or the first phone call that I got wasn't. 
in 05 when they put us on the radio, it was Craig Wells called me one day and he said, you want to host the Mike Leach show? Mm. And so I say yes. And that was after the 08 season. Nice. And so that's... And we hosted Mike's show for a couple of years, yeah. and Gio and I both did it, and because uh, Mike wasn't always on time, and so they put they put both of us they put both of us there so we could kind of talk back and forth for twenty or thirty minutes and do some talk radio. What uh, well, we we're waiting on the head coach. Yeah, we're waiting on the, the head pirate to, to, to show up. Yeah, uh, I told that story the other day. As a matter of fact. He missed one of his own shows one time. We used to do the shows. We used to do his shows in the football building from one of the meeting rooms. And I think during the bye week, we were supposed to do one. And he's in his office on the phone the entire time. (laughs) And so I go, I mean, about 640, finally we did 40 minutes. And I go knock on the door. And I'm like, I went back and I told Gio, I was like, man, he's not coming. (laughs) We're going to have to do this one, you know. And next week, uh, we'll have Coach Leach on. But, yeah, that's kind of how that – so, anyway, but – it's just kind of everything's just kind of grown ever since. I just, yeah. 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 So anyway, you just never know what you're going to get into when you wake up every day. Well, you mentioned uh, Haxton. He's coming on next week. He's going to do a little post-game Oklahoma State uh, conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, so. make sure, yeah, he takes it easy on the Red Raiders since he's a, he's a, he's a hated poke. He is yeah, a poke. Yeah, yeah. okay. no, we still he's, love him. He's good people. Yeah, he, he is good, good people. people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Everybody had to go to school somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All, all of us in the room went to the right school, though. So <laughs> Right. True. So. Chris, most interesting coach that you, as a whole, that you ever have interviewed over your years, who would it be and and why? Like of the people that have worked here, mm-hmm. kind of? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, man. I mean, that's tough, right? It is tough because this has been an, a spot for really interesting people. <laughs> I mean, think, cause you think about, I mean, Bob Knight and Mike were here at the same time. Oh my electric personality. Oh man. my gosh. And you, you don't, know, you know, and I, and I, I think, uh, I think Chris was, I, I knew, I knew beard. I know it's a cuss word around here, but I knew, <laughs> I knew beard when he was here the first time, you know, for, so I've known him for 20 something years and I always learned a lot from him, uh, if I'm being honest. And I, he was always tough to interview because if I was too easy on him, he would turn it on me. And if I was too hard on him, he'd turn it on me. <laughs> and so I never knew which way What's to the go. Balance? <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. And so that was tricky. God, most interesting. I mean, Tuberville was always interesting because he just wanted to talk about the weather. Oh, gosh. Uh, and, and he, you know, there was one time where he forgot some of his guys' names when I was hosting a coaches show with him one time. And he, he, but he worked the room and he was there from beginning to end and shaking hands. And he kind of did that part of it, but just didn't, he wasn't involved in the coaching aspect as much that, as other that guys. That was very clear. Did, yeah. did yeah. you see, did you ever see the clip after he became Senator where he was asked to name the three branches of government? And he couldn't do it. Does that surprise you? No, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. I, and and I, I did, I, I liked him. He was nice to me, but uh, I had a different perspective than most did of that. But it, it was, yeah. I, you know, I, I, probably Mike. I mean, just because I never knew he was a guy that at times didn't want to talk football. And that was a bit tricky for me. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. he didn't want to talk about how the offensive line was playing or what it looked like. He wanted to talk about what book you were reading or right. yeah. wedding advice or <laughs> yeah. doing the weather with when it's raining mud. And, I, and you just knew. And see, we got to get, we got really used to that around here. And it wasn't like these crazy sound bites and all that. And right. then it's like it would go national. And so, anyway, now you're still seeing that at Washington State, now at Mississippi State. But uh, <laughs> did hey, you, th- yeah. this last weekend, did you see that interview? 
Correct. Classic yes. Mike Leach trying, trying to convince the lady wedding. not yet to, or, or the, the guy to, them to just elope. Yeah. Like don't, See, don't not waste, don't your, waste your, money your money on a wedding. Yeah. Just, he's still, he's still beating the Aggies. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is after, you know, one of the biggest wins, obviously of the year, but in, you know, Mississippi State history. I guess yeah. a big win. Yeah, yeah, it was. And post-game interview, first thing he goes to is, hey, I hear you're getting married. Hear me out, all right? <laughs> yeah. like, hear me yeah, out. Yeah, that's but, right. But that's then just totally, so funny. He he says, uh, "They make it easy for me. <laughs> like, why, why do you always be the Because they make it easy. For me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't do. They do the same things they've done for the last ten years. Right. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I answered the question. I don't know if man. That's a. That's just a really. That's you kind of stumping me. there. most interesting one. They're all different. They've all been fun to work with at different times. They've all. I've never really had anybody that I just was like, man, I don't like, and I don't enjoy being around. Because I, I, I look at my view of things. I, I try to learn team, culture, uh, body language, uh, all these things that you, because everybody does it a bit different. And yeah. Joey's been like fascinating to be around because he's not, n- nobody like I've ever been around. Cliff was very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, from for all kinds of different reasons, yeah. and very smart and quiet. Um, but, you know, I, Mike's probably has to take that answer as far as most interesting because I never knew what I was walking into yeah. when I'm when I'm with him or what he wants to talk about and I could never it's funny after games I would think okay they played pretty well he's going to be pretty happy and he'd come in very frustrated and then there's times it was kind of like the beard thing and then there's times where after a game and I thought they played terrible and he's kind of upbeat and in a good mood. And I'm like, I can't, what is going on I can't, I can't yeah. figure, I can't figure out the psychology, but I've tried to learn a lot of that. But yeah, my, yeah. Fascinating people around here. I have a lot of envy for, for you in all of the elbows you've rubbed with people. And, and I mean, you see a side of Texas tech athletics, obviously Keenan is a player. You see a side that we don't see. Yeah. Chris, you've seen a side that we don't see. I, I am so fascinated of by all of the conversations you have gotten to have on the record, off the record, with these incredible people. I got to ask, because you've been around Texas Tech Athletics for so long now and have been the voice, in my opinion, for Texas Tech Athletics for so long. I don't know about that. Uh, I appreciate the humility, but I, th- I think that way, and I think most for of the sure. Raider fans do too. When you meet a coach that comes in, can you tell pretty quick whether we're going to succeed with that person or not? No. No, I, I there's too many other elements that come with it. Yeah. You need to be lucky. Who are they mm-hmm. who are they going to be able to surround themselves with? Exactly. What's the roster? I mean, there's there's so much. I mean, I can tell, I guess like okay, I this guy's got a good vibe or this one's not. I mean, I, I thought, like prime example, I thought Coach Tuberville was a bit interesting in that he came in and kind of wanted to change so much and really wanted to replicate so much of what happened at Auburn. And, and this is, place is different than Auburn. This league is different than the SEC. But they, they did recruit well. You know, I, weren't you recruited yep, yeah, by that Yeah, that was his last that's, class. See, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And they, yeah. they brought they brought in a lot of good players. And you go back and look at it, and he takes a lot of criticism, but you go look at all the NFL people. Man. And, and so I knew that that was going to be a bit different, and that was the criticism on Mike is that they didn't recruit well enough or they kind of – that was lost. So that that's a, that's a hard one to answer. I just always have been around, and you can kind of tell – 
okay, they're fitting in. They, they kind of understand the dynamic of what here, or they get the job here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. uh, I was really close to Coach Wells. I mean, he lives two blocks away from me, still owns a house two blocks away from me right now. And I, t- I text with him often, and we, we got to be friends. But when Sonny took over a year ago, and, and I, you know, Sonny's of like about as real of a person as you're ever going to come in contact sure. with. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and I think I, I, that's what I'm all about. I mean, like he tapped into something that was desperately needed and it was like, it was real. It was transparent. He calls you guys, former high school coach and he does the pump jack and it's like, it's all start. And I think Joey's been able to take that baton and run with it. But you know, like, so I, I because I mean, Middle of last year, it was awkward, really awkward for me and for everybody over yeah. there because yeah. mm-hmm. your life has just been turned upside down yeah. and your routine has been turned upside down. But when Sonny, about a week into it, I'm like, oh, this has a chance to finish up pretty strong here. Yeah. And, you know, there's just all kinds of, but uh, I don't know if I could ever tell if, hey, man, this is going to. I, I knew I knew Chris would win here basketball wise. Yeah, I just knew what he was about and how he hard he would work, and he had no other hobbies. And I was like, he's gonna he's either gonna win here or he, it's gonna kill him. Yeah, I mean to you know, and that's just the that's the reality of it. So I was gonna ask you about that. So like as a player, some of my biggest wins, the first face I see is is level. You know, you're right there. Uh-huh. Some of, some of our worst losses, I look up level, and like like you're interviewing me other players I played with, coaches, building actual genuine relationship, relationships with players and coaches. When you see a, like a coach leave or a player transfer, like how, how do you filter through that? How do you, how do you stay in the now and not, not get too bothered by it? The hardest part of my job, okay, if I'm being honest, is having to talk to people when they're at their low point after yeah. a loss, okay? Because I, that's just part of what you have to do. Yeah. And I, I don't, it's not fun. That's just part of the requirement of what you have to do. But I don't, I'm a relationship guy. Uh, I don't know any other way to do this job if you don't have real relationships and you care about people yeah. and their families. And when the whole thing gets turned over, I've never, you know, I've thought about stepping away from it because I, it's hard. Mm. You know, um, whenever you see the turnover and you get close to people and that, that part never gets easy. It it sucks. And I, you know, it's very, it's, it just chips away at you, you but that's, that's the business. I mean, that's the, that's the business and that's part of, part of it, but I don't know any other way to do it. If you don't really like really sink your teeth into people and try to get to know who they are. Not, not that they're coaching at Texas tech, but what makes them tick? Um, I always try to reach out to coaches after a loss. I don't literally mess with them after a win. Everybody's doing that. Yeah, exactly. I always try to let them know, Hey man, your kids are going to bounce back or, you know, they're, they're listening to you. You're doing a good job. I mean, I just, I don't know. And you know, after they lose, but when guys leave or get let go and I get it, that's just part of the job. Everybody wants to win, but I see, it's not just that guy. It's like, you know this, it's 50 families, exactly. 40 families, and everybody starts looking around like, I don't know what the end is going to look like here, and I'm going to have to yeah. move and all that. And that part, uh, it's hard to filter through. Yeah. I mean, And I knew that. And anyone who knows you knows that. But uh, I feel like there's some people on the outside who may just see you on the sidelines like, oh, he's not bought in. But uh, no, if you're in that facility yeah. or any sports program through tech, you know, like you meet level, talk to him a couple of times, like, 
this guy's bought it. Wow, yeah. I mean, I and I, you know, I graduated from here. Yeah. I, I wear it, and I, you know, I'm I'm easier on football because I don't have as big of a role. But basketball, you can tell most of the time oh, yeah. winning or losing. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, oh yeah. I don't I don't really apologize for that, but that's just who I am. That's what you get with me. But you know, I I wear it. For sure. I take it home. Uh, you know, my wife was like, okay, well, this is going to be a fun weekend. I'm like, I'm, and I've, I've learned to be better about that. I've learned yeah. to be better about that. But uh, no, that, that part, I'm Keenan and I, 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 I think that's, I appreciate you bringing that part up because I don't think a lot of people think about it like yeah, that, you know, exactly. or understand the relationship part of it. But mm-hmm. Well, and, and this is why, to me, you are one of the most important figures in Texas Tech athletics is because coaching staffs come and go. You, you don't. You're still here. You've been here. You've seen the coaching changes. You've probably talked to coaches after they've been fired and were there for them in those moments and encouraged them when things were good. And you're the you're the staple of Texas Tech athletics to me. And and Keenan and I are newer to the nation, right? Like we hadn't been around even with the nation for forever. So even before I was involved in this, you were always the guy. So in that role for you, piggyback on what you said, how have you how do you navigate the emotion of like you know what's coming? You you know what's about to happen with the coach <laughs> that you have developed a friendship and a relationship. You can see what's on the horizon. How do you emotionally navigate that? Uh, well, like here's you here's you an interesting story from last season. Um, I don't know if I've ever told that before, uh, but. I, after the Kansas State game last year, we all know what happened on that Monday after that. I was in the FTF and I, after that game, and I got a text from somebody that more than likely would know what was going to happen. And, and I'm still processing the game. Okay? Right. I'm mm-hmm. trying to focus on right. the job and I'm, I'm trying to gather myself because I'm going to go in and coach Wells's office and wait for him to get brought in there. And then we're going to do our post game interview for the radio broadcast. And I get a text saying, you know, something to the effect of that was the last game he'll coach. I don't know whether that's real or not. I just kind of read it and was like, okay. And mm-hmm. and then I went in and sat down and tried to talk to Matt and tried to, you know, talk about the game. Hey, man, played a good first half. It didn't go for you. Well, in the second half, but you're five and three. I mean, all these things. And then, you know, then you get uh, the bomb dropped about, what, 11 o'clock that Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And so – as I'm sitting there talking to him, you know, I don't know if what I've read is real, if it's not. And, uh, and, and I'll, but that, yeah, that, that, that part is like, cause it's real lives. Yeah. I mean, it's real lives. And, and again, some of these guys are extremely well paid and I'm not trying to gloss over that part. Sure. Some of them are, most of them are, some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. And that's always the hard part. Uh, because there's a few people that off of that staff last year, just for example, that didn't end up in a great spot or they right. had to wait a long time before they found a new spot and you know, their kids and their families and their wives and all these things. And, uh, and they, and they love Lubbock and they appreciate Lubbock. And that's, what's hard when they have to say, okay, we can't live here anymore. And we, even though we'd love to, they're just, it's a tough profession, but uh, I navigating it, I've been doing it for 20 something years and it's, it's an impossible task sometimes. And I try the best I can. I, I've, I've made many mistakes over the years on trying to figure out which hat I have on at that time. Because on a Saturday, I could be working for a radio station or Learfield or myself or at any given minute. And you just, and it's a hard, it's a slippery slope, as they yeah. say. And you try to do 
the best you can by, and you try to do right by people. That's the only way I know how to do it. And again, I'm not perfect and I've made plenty of mistakes, but that, that part is hard. But I, I think as people listen to this or watch this and even sitting here, I, I can feel it. Like you can tell when a person genuinely cares and when they just say they care to me. And I think this comes through always came through in your radio broadcast and your post game stuff. You could always hear like I could hear the empathy when things weren't going well in your voice, but I could hear the incitement, excitement, and enthusiasm when they were too. So, yeah. you know, you mentioned Sonny Cumbie was real and authentic. I think part of why you've been such a staple is because you are that too, and 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 what you speak and what you say and how you how you question Keenan after Pat puts up fifty six points yeah. and we still lose, yeah. right? And and you have to ask a hard question, yeah. right? But I've always appreciated that you've done it. Not in a finger pointing, you suck kind of way, but in a this was tough, and and I'm I'm still here for you. But let's talk about this. Yeah, very yeah. empathetic. Yeah, and and I think uh, because I I have the 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 behind the scenes view of of how things go, I know what all goes into it, and I have a I don't know an appreciation and a respect for how many people how many things are involved, whether it's basketball or, or football. And so, you know, there, there's there's a lot of people that are invested into trying to win a football game on a Saturday. And sometimes a team's just better than you. Sometimes kids make mistakes. And guess what? It happens. You know, we, we, we move on and we'll, you know, and, and all that. And I know we want to win every game, but, you know, I just – I look at it from – how would I want? What if? What if? What if Keenan was my kid? How would if I was his parents? How would I want this person to be treating my kid? And I—that's how I would want my kids to be treated. So I don't. know, That may sound corny, but that's just. I guess that's where. And the older I've gotten, I have better perspective. And I, because you know, trust me, I've, I coach my own kids at times, and I get a little fired up at them and feel like they're not <laughs> hustling. And we we're all guilty of that. But I, I try to hit it from a different perspective. Yeah. You know? Well, so. I, and even that in that response, I think you can hear the authenticity and the realness. And, and again, I think that's why you're so beloved by Red Raider Nation, whether it's Lubbock or DFW Houston, like across the country. You know, the name Chris Level is known and respected and appreciated. And, well, and, you're nice to say that. Well, but, yeah, you know, we're not blowing no, smoke really up your is. butt. Like, yeah. we really feel that way, which is why we were so excited when you agreed to come on is like, we get the guy. We get the guy. Okay, let's get past the good feelings. <laughs> let's talk about some interesting stuff. Let's talk about some hard stuff. Okay. You you have been here through the, the Gillespie period, mm-hmm. through the, the Pat Knight period, mm-hmm. you know, the dark days of some interesting times and in tech basketball. And um, talk about some of the, the hard moments to be doing your job when our teams are not doing well or there's weird stuff going on. A defensive coordinator – one of yours gets fired because there's some stuff happening behind the scenes that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> Dive into some of that, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's where, boy, you you have to you have to read the room. Uh, you have to not be tone deaf to a situation and how sensitive situations are. And I've been thrown into. I mean, it's just again, it's just part of the part of the deal when you're your responsibility is you're the one of the broadcasters for one of these sports and something happens or, I mean, like we'll, we'll just go to the Gillespie one. Uh, I was doing a radio show uh, at the time with Brian Haney. Brian Haney moved here. He's now the voice of the Jayhawks, but he moved here to call basketball games, essentially for Billy Gillespie. 
And I was on a radio remote sitting in front of Cardinals, and the word comes out he's at the Mayo Clinic, and it were all, and and literally, Brian said, "Oh my gosh, I I've moved here for nothing. What is going on? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm he's he's panicking, and maybe too strong of a word, but I said, "Hey man," and he and, and then keep and then we're back from a commercial break, and we're back. <laughs> oh and so here, here, here we go. Oh and I gosh. said, I said, hey. You know, I'll, I'll talk us through this. You know, you know, we'll, we'll be fine, and it was fine. And I did a a year of broadcasting with Brian in a year where there was no real head coach. Chris Walker was the interim head coach, and we I think went one and seventeen mm-hmm. in the league that year. Yeah, and it was my that was my very first year to call basketball games. Oh. And I remember coming home from some of those road trips, telling my wife, I was like. This is hard. <laughs> like this is this isn't fun. <laughs> like everybody fun. told me, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I uh, you know, Andy Ellis did that job before me, and I remember going to to eat with Andy, and uh, I said, "Hey, man, tell me what I need to know." And he's like, "Oh, man, just roll up and talk about what you see." That and, sounds like Andy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, I was like, "Okay," and but uh, you know, I, I was like, "Well, you didn't tell me the head coach wasn't going to be there." You know, I mean, how, how do you how do you do that? And you're one less assistant coach. Mm-hmm. And everybody's trying to figure out as the season would go along, everybody's kind of angling and trying to figure out what their next move doing. is. Yeah, exactly. Going? Yeah. And uh, and I still talk to. It's funny. I still talk to Chris Walker. I still talk to Jeremy Cox, and I still talk to Bubba Jennings off awesome. of that staff. And they're, yeah. you know, Coach Cox is at UTEP, and uh, Bubba's coaching high school stuff, and Chris Walker does TV. But that was a fascinating year, and I learned a lot about people that year. Uh, but that's when. You know that's when Tubby would get brought in after that, but uh, but that was a that was a bad one, uh, and I'm 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 just like everybody else going, what in the world? I I remember doing a radio interview with Billy Gillespie, and I was sitting at uh, the United on Avenue Q, and it was right before Christmas, and he was giving away turkeys, and it's freezing outside. It's probably twenty degrees, and it's like December the twenty third. Come out, get a free turkey. And he had uh, like snot like on the end of his nose that I swear was frozen. And he's got the tiniest leather jacket on that you've ever seen. And I'm like, he's got to be frozen solid. Uh, but I mean, and, and there's a dude that rolled up in an OU sweatshirt. He gave him a free turkey. There was a dude and he's telling me, you know, he was telling me how, you know, Jordan Tolbert wasn't very good and all that. And I'm like, well, Jordan ended up being pretty good. Pretty good. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but he, that takes, yeah. But anyway, it, it was, yeah. But Billy was, a, and, and I thought really good coach, but he, he, that was a, not a fit here as, yeah. we, as we would come to, as we would come to find out. But, uh, golly, man. I mean, let's see. Yeah. Wallerstedt, um, I mean, what 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 else do, have we had? Yeah, I mean, what other war stories? Uh, you I mean, got? Yeah, there, there's there's so many like fascinating, well, and, and like the Mike's deal. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, I we we were doing, we were set to do Mike's coaches show. Giovanetti and I were going to tape it, and it was going to be a week before the bowl game. And I kid you not, he walks into Rudy's at like two thirty on a whatever afternoon it was. And we were trying to just get it in the can and like play it like days later when the bowl right before the bowl game or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I just had a I'm sorry I'm late. I just had a meeting with some malcontents. Some malcontents. <laughs> That's what he said. And I'll never forget it. And come to find out. And so we do the show and we tape it and everything. And they were playing Michigan State in the bowl game. And come to find out, it was a meeting about all of this stuff. Oh, and I didn't know a 
thing about it, mm. and that show never aired. Really? <laughs> well, no. He was, <laughs> well, he's he was, fired he's out. He's the right head right? coach. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I get that email, and it's like we've made a change. And I mean, my I, I was like, wow. in shock. Yeah. I was in literal shock, and I moved up my trip going to San Antonio by like two days, and. I felt for Ruffin McNeil. Yeah. I felt for yeah. Jenny Bailey. Yeah. yeah. Man. I felt for, I was just hurt and like, and everybody was mad mm-hmm. and nobody really got understood why. And it was just like, but man, you're, you get dropped in the grease, man. You're right in the middle of it. I mean, so. Yeah. How, how uh, connected to during those days, the 2009, when all that was going down, like, what's your connection to the Board of Regents at, at that time? Like, do you do you rub elbows with that crew no, at all? Or not? Not not probably not then. I mean, I knew, uh, you know, I was I was friends with Phil Scoville. I knew John, uh, Mr. Scoville, I should say. Yeah, respect your elders, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I knew Mr. Scoville well, and I think he was a regent at the time. Uh, but I, I don't, you know, that was kind of I was maybe a bit too young, and th- th- there was that was a more of an older crew. I mean, now I know, you know, I've known. You know John Steinmetz. Yeah. I know Cody. I know you know Dusty, and you know so many of those kinds of folks uh, that are you yeah. know, the, the ones that are really interested in athletics. Right. I should right. say yeah. the yeah. ones I see on road trips or that maybe travel with the team. And but back then, not really, not really at all. And I didn't really grasp the magnitude of kind of how this was working, why it was working, what was going on. But yeah. uh, but I, I knew that when CNN, I, I'm in a hotel room, and you know, and CNN called me. I'm like, okay, how do you get my number? And I turned it down. I'm like, I'm not going on CNN to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm uncomfortable with the, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. yeah. So anyways, but. Man. Yeah. See, that's what I'm Wild. saying. The stories, the, the, the stuff that you are privy to, that we are not, that you somehow, how do you package all that up and communicate yeah. it and keep yeah. it positive for Texas Tech, for the Red Raiders? Because, you know, you don't go down the negative road. I don't think I've ever heard it ever heard well, you take I, it in a I'm negative a, way i'm a glass half full guy just by nature uh you know my son may tell you differently if i don't think he's using his left hand enough on the basketball court <laughs> well there you go that's and, your and job I dad know, yeah. i know but I, I yeah it's that's my fault but yeah i just I, i'm i guess glass half full guy by nature that's just i think you wake up and you can choose to be one way or the other you yeah. know not trying to be corny i just that's that's my choice um, and, and I, I, it's just how I always approach it now. And I mean, I've been guilty of getting frustrated and at people or at, you know, at fans or at, at something. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not perfect, but I just, yeah, more than not, you're going to get the, the optimist right. out of me. Right. I mean, I choose to view it that way in, in all aspects, which it's tough, man, when you're, when you're, when you're losing or it's just not going well and you feel like the world's burning around yeah. mm-hmm. or burning down around you. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I, I knew, I knew what the fan base felt in the last couple of years when Matt was here and, you know, and that was hard, yeah. uh, that, I mean, but you know, you've got a job to do and you try to, you know, anyway, it's just, yeah, it, well, it's, you try to, but you're very connected to Lubbock, Texas also, right? Like you're deeply connected into Texas tech, obviously, but you're also very, very deeply connected in this community. So I, I can imagine yeah. when things are going bad people always pick up that phone and start texting you, right? You have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People, <laughs> you have I can no, only imagine. You have no idea the people that you don't hear from unless something is like burning down. Yeah. And uh, you get a text like every six months from somebody. And, and I, 
I never know how to handle that. I'm like, man, I, I, I'm, you're getting, you're trying to do your job or you're getting hit from all over. But then it's like the people that like, you know, if we have a relationship and like, you know, there's, there's like, you're going to call me on just a normal Tuesday. I'm good, man. But like when you hit, it's like, that's frustrating to me. (laughs) That's, that's hard for me. And I feel guilty if I don't respond to somebody that texts me or asks, but you know, sometimes I can't say stuff that you may want to say, you know? Sure. But that's why I respect you so much. Cause like you're on the sidelines, like you have a feel like you, you know what's going on out there, regardless of what your friends are telling you, regardless of what you hear throughout the town, like, you know, what's actually going on. Try to, I better to bounce off that. Like, you said, like, you can't really tell when a coach comes in if they're going to be successful or not. You being on the sidelines watching this football team, do you not see a difference in the coaches? Yep. Just their, their energy does not – do you not see that just kind of transfer into the players? And that's why we're, like, in every game. We're playing You're hard. You're talking about this year's Yeah, team? just yeah. this year. Yeah, I think, I think Keenan, you touch on the, 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 the point that I think Sonny tapped into and yeah. Joey is, is taking it and ran is that – these kids play hard. And I yeah. just think at Texas Tech, in football and basketball anyway, you have to you're never gonna have the most talented teams. Right. You're just not. Right. You're gonna have some talent, and there's no doubt. But you have to empty your bucket. For you sure. know, you have to play hard. There has to be a blue collar aspect. And I think Joey gets it. I mean, he absolutely understands that part of it and they are and i think it's i said something the other day i think that's kind of why some fans are frustrated (laughs) it is right now because they are playing hard enough to tease you and then you're right there in in raleigh you're right there in manhattan right you mean they're running for 350 and you turn it over four times and we kicking a field goal to try to take the lead and it's because they don't quit they play really hard and that goes a long way with people. I Absolutely. mean, when, when Chris got here and the kids are diving on the floor and you hear, you know, floor burns and, and all these things, I mean, that's what that's what this part of the state is all about. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's blue collar, man. It's And so I think I, I absolutely can tell a difference, no doubt. And yeah. I think uh, that's fun because I, I'm just never going to get frustrated with a team when they empty their bucket like that and, and like they give you all they've got. And, I mean, Tyree Wilson is straining – he yeah, is getting double teamed. Sure. Yeah. He's still yeah. playing hard, and you know, I mean, some of those kids, and, and you know, and again, they'll they'll figure it out for you sure. Know, they'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, like it's it's one thing for a coach to get their players to buy in, but it's one thing when the coach is also bought in and yep. the staff, I, and that just bleeds through everything. I feel like you can't hide that. And guys like Beard and McGuire and and Adams, like you can tell they're bought in. Yeah, there's no it, question. Yeah, they, they 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 get that secret. Yeah. They, they, it's not, you're not just passing through because you have to embrace this place. Have to, you and have if to. you do, yeah. this place will, this place will embrace you yeah. back. And yeah. that's just the way, absolutely, that's the way it goes. And that's why it's been interesting watching the transfer portal because guys come in here and I don't think they really truly understand in some aspects. And they, and then you talk to them about two or three months later, like, whoa, man, yes, man, yeah, like I, I they, they love me here. I'm like, yep. Because you play really hard, yeah. and if you don't play hard, they're probably not going to love yeah, you. Yeah, know? exactly. I mean, yeah, the end. Chose the right route for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right for sure. So, 2005. Let's go through the basketball coaches. Let's go through the okay. men's basketball coaches that right. you starting 2005, and then 2012 is when you became the official voice. Right, I think 2010. 2010. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I got that I think wrong. That's, well, whenever Chris Walker's first year, I think it was. I think, uh, yeah. It's, so 2005 it all runs is, together. That was Bobby yeah. Knight, right? Uh huh. And then take us from there. 
Yeah, Coach Knight was here. I got to be, uh, and and I, I I was just I was a I love basketball. I just do. Yeah. Um, and we weren't very good at it before Coach Knight got here. I mean, I, when I was going to school here, Coach Dickey was the coach, yeah. and we went thirty yeah. and two, and and they got know, in trouble. Yeah, Dar- <laughs> Darvin and Sasser and that whole crew. Yeah. Um, and and you know, Coach Knight kind of came back and injected it. You know, and and people were camping out and all those things. Uh, but I got to be real close with Pat. And there were some times where Pat and Chris would just call me and say, hey, man, I wasn't even doing anything officially at the time. Like, hey, you want to go with us on the trip this week? I'm like, sure. We didn't have kids or I had, you know, I think my daughter was really young at the time. And so uh, I would just go, I would go on road trips with them, just kind of, and just observe and, uh, and, and, and all that. And then uh, I remember Beard calling me whenever, uh, Pat got let go, and they wore. Uh, you remember them? They wore suits. Yes, <laughs> yeah. They wore mm-hmm. suits to the Big Twelve tournament just to kind of have some fun, and they'd already been fired and everything. And uh, th- yeah, that was just because he he was wore the slacks and the red polo, and they had their own logo with the basketball on it, and everybody hated that. I mean, I, I yeah, I lived through all that stuff, <laughs> and it's just funny how different the world is now than and all that. Yeah, and and then obviously the whole you know Billy and and Chris Walker stuff, and then when Tubby came in. I, I, it, if, if you remember, it took a while to like narrow that down and, and you, that search went on for a while. Yeah. This wasn't a good job. Yeah. It was, it had bottomed out mm-hmm. and he took over and I'm like, okay, he classed the place up. Yeah. He showed up as like the guys want to, and, and, and ironically enough, his one national championship, I was in the building with my dad. I was, and that was in San Antonio, Texas. His uh, his Kentucky team beat Utah and Rick Majerus. Yeah, and I just happened to be there. Ashley Judd was about thirty rows in front of me. <laughs> That's crazy. And so yeah, and he won his national. And so immediately I just was like, okay, well I've got I've got this vibe with him. I'm like I saw him at his best professional moment ever, uh, and uh, and and he and he was great. And I learned a lot from Tubby. And and then. We went to Raleigh, as, as interesting enough as it is. That's the only other time I've been to Raleigh. Just recently with the football team, and we went to Raleigh, and that was when he coached his last game, and they played Butler in the NCAA tournament. It was like the 11 a.m. game on that Thursday morning. you know. So it was like barely, the tournament's barely started, and then yeah. you lose. And we go – the group that is there goes to the airport, and you're waiting for the charter flight, flight to show up, and everybody sits there, and I kid you not, they are watching – Arkansas Little Rock beat Purdue mm. and everybody's kind of rooting for this guy named Chris Beard, which yeah. I've known for a long time. Yeah. Some of them hadn't, but everybody just knew he's a long time tech assistant. And, uh, and then, and then I guess about four days later we text each other and he says, level, if they're going to do something, they need to do it quickly because I'm locked up in a hotel room or in Vegas. And this lady wants to know they want to they want to you know like they're the like the UNLV president you know who he's already kind of taken that job and I may have my days slightly off but essentially that's the gist he had been hired by UNLV and he had called here going hey is anything going to happen with Tubby Smith and everybody was like no I don't think so so he's like okay well I'm taking this UNLV job and then wow. boom wow and then he is uh he is sitting there in the hotel or like it is temporary residence at the time. And the UNLV president is like wanting to talk to him and he's kind of just like holding them off, not really <laughs> wanting to talk. And, and then next thing you know, I mean, 
Kirby and I don't remember who else they go meet on the meet at the airport meet on the runway whatever and yeah then he was he was back here so that that was kind of yeah that was so a blur. so he, so Beard was texting you yeah we were texting each other late at night and you know Chris Ogden was there who I knew mm-hmm. um, you know and Chris obviously playing basketball at Seminole and then his brother Tanner uh, played here uh, but uh, yeah we were I mean, he he was just like man I hope if they do something, they do it quickly. So, 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 did Beard, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm not in control. I can't help you. I can't, yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't speed this process up. Well, did, did he have some sort of insight into what Tubby was thinking that, that, or, or did you also have some insight into no, what was going on? I so, did how not. did, how did Beard know? I to think ask? he, I think he knew this was a job that he really, really wanted because he'd been here for forever. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and he knew Tubby was older. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I had no idea that Tubby was going to Memphis and they had a, they were supposed to have a meeting Kirby and, and Dusty Womble and some other folks were supposed to have a meeting about what would now be the Womble mm-hmm. and the planning and talking about the funding and what, 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 what we needed, what we could do. And Tubby no showed it or he, or he postponed it. And I think that's when the call was, Hey, you go. I'm in. I'm in Memphis. Yeah. And wow. Like we're. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I was like, what? what? <laughs> we just went to the tournament. We're finally good now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what? What do you mean? And then you know. But when when the beard got here, I was just. Yeah. I was. I was happy for him. And I knew I was like, okay. You know, they're they're gonna he, they're gonna win, or he's gonna, it's gonna kill him. Yeah. If it doesn't, and I know how everybody feels now. And hey, man, he went to school at Texas. I hope Texas lose every game. I hate Texas. Yeah, I don't mind every saying time. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind saying that. Screw Texas. <laughs> I mean, everything that they are about and stand for. And I have. I, I can't. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like going there. I don't like. I'll miss when they come here. Uh, but I don't fault Chris for going. I, I hated it. Uh, it hurt. Uh, but I can't fault the guy. I mean, that's what he wanted to do. And I learned a lot from him, and I still consider him a friend. But do I want his team to do well? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I, I think that sentiment is – is. Uh, yeah, which, which one of these cameras is on? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Just do it on all of them, Which, whichever one. Ba- Bailey, did you catch the horns yeah. down? As long as Bailey got the horns yeah. down. Man, that that's incredible. I, I had never heard that story before about Chris texting you asking. Yeah, hey, we were what's we were on? I mean we were we were pretty tight. I mean, you know, and I um he 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 coached here Tubby's second year here, I think. Little Rock played here. Yes. And right before Christmas. And it was the it was the it was the it was well you know what it may have been that year actually it may have been actually just in December that year but he uh, if I'm, I I think that's right I, he he'd brought he'd brought uh, Angelo State here for an exhibition game one time or maybe a non conference game one time so that was different but I think that yeah I think they played here that that December and it was the getaway game it was like okay after this game's over all the players go home for Christmas mm-hmm. and I got on a plane and went to go see my parents in Fort Worth. And he said, we, we, we said after the game, is like, hey, man, our paths are crossed again soon. I mean, little did I know. Uh, but uh, but I, get a, I get a DM from him. I guess I was sitting there with my parents, you know, when I got to Fort Worth, and it was just like, great to see you. I was like, you too, man. I'll be rooting for you guys, you know, and all that stuff. And it's just life's funny. I mean, you just don't. That's why, man, you just be careful about how you treat people. And you, you never know. You never know what, you know, because you just – yeah, the the burning the bridge thing, and I want to do it sometimes yeah. too. I'm like, you yeah. know what? Screw you, man. Like, I don't yeah. want to. 
you know, but um, yeah, you just never know in life how, how things circle back around and yeah. yeah. That's a good word. That, that's something. That's something for us in business too, right? Nelson. Oh, absolutely. I, I, th- this kills me. We're running out of time, and I have so many more questions. Uh, we're gonna have to potentially run this back because we're gonna switch seats here, and Brinley's gonna come make you miserable, Chris. So I hope you're ready for that. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be awesome. She's excited. I'm sure. <laughs> I, this. I, I hope, and you've done so many things with Texas Tech, but my hope is that you can walk away and tell people I've never done anything like what I had to do with Brinley. <laughs> today that was it was devastating lovely it was one yes yeah, lovely I'm lovely scared. yeah i'm scared yeah okay give us give us a story another story another not well-known story that you can tell obviously i know there's a ton of things you probably can't discuss but a a story that you think red raider nation would find really interesting intriguing insightful uh through your almost my gosh what uh how many years now what what's tw- what's twenty two what's twenty twenty two minus two thousand five? Lord 17, have mercy, yeah, seventeen yeah, years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I uh, okay. There was a uh, there was a coach that I thought a lot of when recruiting wasn't as big of a deal as I guess I thought it needed to be, and there was a coach, an assistant coach, football wise, that came in and he uh, he kind of got real big into the recruiting part and he could realize the fan base was real thirsty for it. I found out he was kind of not who I thought he was. And I, and basically I just say it, he's kind of a fraud because uh, I, he would be on the airplane on road trips and he would pull out his Bible and he would read it and he'd look around to see who was looking at him, read it. And I was like this dude, Bro. Man, seriously. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I mean, I knew exactly what he was doing. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you know what, uh, my brain, I'm like, you know what, you, you've been had. Like, you know, this person isn't real. This is all fake. This is all. And so, you know, I learned I learned a valuable lesson there. Sometimes there's people in this profession that it's all about the optics. It's all about uh, what they allow the media to see or mm-hmm. will, uh, let people see. But when you're reading your Bible and you're like, you know, looking around, like who, who, looking at people to see if anybody sees you doing it. I'm like, seriously, man, that, that like, oh, and, and, uh, so yeah, try, what's the, what's the saying about character? Character is what you are when nobody else when is nobody's around. Looking. Yeah. yeah. When nobody's yeah. watching. Yeah, that's right. And so I was lucky enough to be inside the doors of these coaches, you know, on the daily and kind of get a more, a better feel quicker than maybe you did. Cause you Absolutely. know, people see you and they're like, kind of pucker up. Polished up, up yeah. So I, I get to see coaches, or I got to, kind of at their rawest forms. So lucky and, me, but yeah. <laughs> well, and you know what? In in sports, we see people at their best and worst. Yeah. And there's not, there, there's a lot. I mean, and I, I said this to somebody, geez, I guess it was in, uh, it was in late August this year, somebody that works in one of these programs. And I was like, you know what? You know, this job would be so much fun if you just didn't play games. You just got to be like, if you got to be like off season person all the time and like go give speeches and get everybody excited. And there was never any results to like alter anybody's thinking, but guess what? There Not is, how it works. Yeah. They keep score and, and, you know, and, and, and they need to keep score. I'm just yeah. saying, but there's so many aspects of what I do that would be so much different if there were no games, if you just got to do this all the time and there were no results and everybody got to stay on staff and everybody got to be hired and not fired and all that. But yeah, whatever. For sure. Yeah. Okay. A couple of rapid fire questions. Okay. And then we're going to wrap up and Hit then, me. then your misery begins. 
Please be kind with the yeah. 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 Okay. Surprised or not surprised at Cliff's lack of overall success here? Well, I mean, lo- looking back on it, I guess not surprised in that in that they, they just as a staff overall, and I think it really started with him. I mean, he's he said it now publicly. The recruiting part just wasn't his vibe. That's mm-hmm. not what he was interested in and good at. What he's doing now suits him to a T. He's a yeah. brilliant dude yeah. in a dark room watching film and and coaching offense. And I think Zach Kitley learned everything he could from Cliff. But when you think about the recruiting aspect, and some of that stuff we're still kind of coming out of, and then he mm-hmm. was kind of mm-hmm. lame duck for a bit. Sure. No extension. And and that just chips away at your recruiting. I mean, people want to know why kind of why your offensive line is kind of the way it is right now. Some of that is a direct result of just kind of the awkward existence of Cliff's last last two years here. They just weren't able to go mm. get people and grow them up and keep them and all that. And so now you're having to go portal and having to do these things, but you're still trying to catch up from that aspect of it. But knowing what I know now, not I guess not surprised, but man, I'm I'm happy for him and love that he's I hope I hope you know, I'm a big Arizona Cardinals fan, not bigger than a Cowboys fan. Sure, but, you know. Uh, yes or no? Would you, if you were in charge, have hired Tommy Tuberville? I, well, I would have hired Ruffin McNeil, and mm. and that Ruffin mm. was my guy, and I know why they did it. I think they wanted R- Ruffin was too closely tied to Mike, yeah. and I think I think they wanted. And, and, and we, we know this about Mike. Mike didn't really want to go get in front of people and get them fired up. And right. he was kind of a pain to deal with right. from that standpoint. Well, they went and hired somebody that they were like, okay, we need a politician. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. We need somebody yep. that's polished. Yep. It's going to wear a coat and tie and it's going to go. And that's what Tubbs did as good as anybody. He just didn't do any of the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And, yeah. and, and he did hire good, uh, a good staff, uh, or mo- you know, cause I mean, you know, Sonny was on his staff. Mm-hmm. Neil was on his staff. I mean, Tommy Maynard, who I think a lot of. Is yeah, Maynard, Texas. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they, they recruited well, um, you know. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I would have hired my man Ruff. And I, I got to see Ruff recently, and I'd, I'd take a bullet for that guy, man. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Early prediction for the basketball team this year? Uh, they will be not as athletic, and I don't think as good on defense. However, they will be – they will score easier – and they will shoot the three much better and and at a at a better pace, and so there's some give and take there. I think our league is brutal again. Yeah, yeah. I know everybody's shocked. I yeah. think for the first time you have a point guard uh, in a while, a pure point guard in mm-hmm. Davion Harmon, uh, that I think will make things a bit easier. But if they don't have a Bryson Williams like an alpha that steps up and leads by example and is really good. They'll be top half of the Big 12, but they're not going to contend to win it. And that is uh, almost yeah. exactly what Jalen said. Yes. Was. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and Jalen, I don't mind telling you, he, he's very outgoing. You probably got a full dose oh, of man. Oh, on yeah. his couch. Absolutely. He's a hoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- th- their, their overall maturity, because people don't – I mean, that, that team last year was – there was a lot going on, and mm-hmm. nobody really knew it, and it's yeah. because of – who Bryson is yeah. and who Adonis is and who Davion was. And there were yeah. some adults yes. playing that. Yeah. And, you know, and there was lots of just stuff going on. But I don't know if this team has that guy. 
Now, granted, having said that, we didn't know that last year's team had that guy until exactly. early January. Right. Yeah, we had to get into the Big 12 to know who that was. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. because Bryson was, you know, he he was inconsistent in November yeah. and December, and it took yeah. a bit. And I watched him against Tennessee and watched him against Providence, and I'm thinking, man, I, I thought. But then, then you go to Lawrence, and it's like he almost beats Kansas by himself. And right. they were pretty good last year. They, yeah, they were they, okay. They, they won the whole thing. So, they were okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I've ever been more impressed by a human, more so than Bryce Bryson Williams. Williams. The person. Yeah. Not that he was a stud, but I'm telling you, that guy is – he worked as hard as I've anybody I've ever seen. He carried himself with the utmost respect and professionalism that you would ever see, and he was really good. Yeah. And that's a that's a unicorn of sorts. We, we were very impressed when he came and sat down with us. Okay, The I mean, interview I, was just, I mean, it, it was very polished. That's the great way to put it. Him. It was almost that's like he, he knew the questions before, yep. and we didn't we don't prep those guys. He's an adult. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was an yeah. adult, and yeah. I hope that you have – because you have four freshmen on your team this year, and everybody's excited about them. You know how many, how many freshmen played in the Big 12 last year that played meaningful minutes? Mm. Three. Yeah. And those guys are some one and dones. Right. So if you're expecting too much out of Elijah Fisher and Robert, yeah, I mean all, Lamar. Yeah, Jennings and Lamar Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just I would just say be careful about that yeah. because that's that's just not reality in a league like the Big Twelve when everybody's going portal and age and experience yeah. is paramount. Yeah. And that's just the harsh reality of it. You could get some things out of some minutes out of those guys. Don't don't not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But if you think one of them is going to help you win the Big Twelve, that would be a huge exception. Yeah, you know, to it. But that but tickets are sold out. I mean, we'll have a party in that building all the time. It's fun. It's become an event, um, and it's it's fun for the city. Yeah, I mean it's fun for our fan base. And oh man, I love Tuesday nights. Can't beat it. And, yeah, and you I can't mean, beat it. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah, and Saturday home yeah. games. Yeah, I mean absolutely. For sure. I mean, those are yeah, stop what you're doing kind of things. Man. Absolutely, I love it. I've already. I mean, we're we're right there. Basketball will be here quick. around the corner. Yeah, you know yeah, it. Quick around the corner. We got Robert Jennings coming on the, up on Let's the podcast. Go. You mentioned him in, in, in a couple of weeks. So yeah. we we wanted to talk one of these freshmen. Like, I hey, did, what's going on? I did turn down. Uh, I did turn down a free trip to Hawaii. You fool! Yeah, I know. I can't. I can't go. It's My tough. daughter's in in college, and she'll be home for Thanksgiving week. Oh I, well, I could that's not, fair. Yeah. And yeah, I couldn't. Okay. Okay. I just okay. Couldn't, Never mind. I, I take the full comment. I couldn't back. do it, but I'll still be with uh, Coach McGuire's guys on both yeah. weekends. And I go. wouldn't have been. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to be everywhere at the same time. I know you try your best though. I try. Oh, I yeah. try, but it's hard, man. It's hard. Uh, this and I feel guilty. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Yeah. You feel tugged and pulled. And yeah. Well, Chris, I, I I hate to stop us here, but literally, I know you're on a deadline, and so we got to get Brinley over here because this is where the really good content comes in. But, <laughs> man, this has been such a fun conversation, and, and I feel like we're just barely scratching the surface of all of the the, the wisdom. Like, I feel like we're sitting with a, a sage oh, wow. individual he here. he got all the answers. Seriously. No, like, all the insight. I, mean, I do not. He does. Yeah. No, he does. But the insight, the decades of, of the experience and getting to talk to who you've talked to and ask the questions you ask. And obviously the coaches trust you. They're texting you. They're messaging you. They, yeah. And, and man, that speaks to who you are. So... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't ever burn anybody, man. You exactly. Know, and you try to build real relationships uh, and, and build trust. Yeah. You know, that's what, 
that's just the way to do it in my opinion but i may not be right but that's the way i do it so man I, you you guys were nice to have me and man I, I'll, I'll come back anytime that we gotta run, we gotta run it back oh part maybe, two maybe when basketball season maybe yeah. when we get into big yeah, 12 we can have a we can have a, a basketball specific conversation with you we'll do it cool we'll do it absolutely fantastic keenan as always thanks man chris as always real. to Thank the real coach much. darden and my man Keenan. There man. you go. Yeah, uh, okay. Snyder's finest. Let's go. Sorry, Chip, with Love at Cooper Pirates. You heard it. I'm a disappointment to the Darts. And I, I do coach. love your cousin, man. He is he is a quality human, and he's really good at what he does. Well, you know That's Chuck, it. too, right? You I and do. Chuck? Yeah. Chuck, uh, see, so Chuck and I are one and the same in that with my new Cooper gig, I, I'm doing their games when I can't be there. You know, I guess the real, the Hall of Fame coach, Darden. The Hall of Fame, Darden. He sits in for me. Yeah. So, man, uh, he's got that voice, too. He's great, man. man. He's got that West Texas voice. Talk about some knowledge and wisdom. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. He's he's seen it a time or two. Yeah. He loves his Red Raiders, too, now. He does. He's a diehard. Yes. He's a diehard. He is a diehard. Well, Chris, thanks, man. You bet. The Nation, we'll catch you on the next one.